When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real Moms of Bravo. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you are listening to this. We are so excited to have Gibson Johns joining us, stepping in. Um, Vanessa is uh, dealing with a little uh, extra surgery drama from poor Cammie's appendectomy. Um, they are on the road to recovery, and Gibson, we're so happy to have you here. I am more than happy to fill in. I love you You're guys. You're the best. Oh. This is so fun. I really can't. I know we were talking about before, but I really can't wait to see you in person. For those listening, we're going to go see Ariana on Broadway together. Me and Vanessa are going to New York and Gibson's coming yes, with we're us. Yes, we're dinner and a show with the moms. I, I love it. I feel I'm like so, it's I'm just so excited. On a Sunday night, of course. You know, it's like very mom-esque. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. In New York, any night of the week is a good night to be out. Exactly. So, yeah, I, we're, That's we're like my favorite thing about New York, too. It's like you could go, like people are like, you're not going to go on like Saturday or like Friday. I'm like, it really doesn't matter like when we go. <laughs> we could go Sunday night or Monday yeah. and we'll have the best time. Night. It's going to be so good. I'm excited. Um, You know, maybe we'll have to find a Glow 30 before we go out and just really refresh our skin. I... I appreciate the hustle, Robin. This franchise thing to me just feels like uh, a cash grab. Like I need money. Yes. Yeah, and I need it's, it it's, fast. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, we haven't heard about the hats in a minute. I will say. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so I think we're trying different things. And I agree. It's sort of like, I mean, because I guess Mia and them like sort of, oh, we know what happened with them, but she was doing franchises of her own business. But when it's sort of like these one-off little... Uh, I, yeah, I, I just don't it's it feels ill-fated i admire the i admire the uh entrepreneurship yes and you know, you know i mean but, you you can't you can't succeed if you don't try maybe this will be amazing for her totally we don't agree. know yeah totally agree yeah but it's um it's definitely kind of giving like you know maybe this i don't know if, if this real housewife thing doesn't work out for too much longer we have to have something else. Right. You know, good for her. She's create, you know, she's diversifying <laughs> the assets, as she said. Exactly. I do think, I mean, hearing Juan kind of beg for like an assistant coaching job was kind of rough as they're getting ready to walk into this cooking class. Um, just think it's a tough time for the Dixons. I know. And it, it's so interesting that he even like left he knew he was mic'd when he was on that call, but and it's so interesting that he did that while he was on when he was mic'd to me, because he's been so controlled over what he's kind of allowed the cameras to pick up from him this season and he's clearly he clearly hates the show he clearly <laughs> wants nothing to do with it but he knows that it's a good check for them but like i was pretty shocked that he even like let them see have that peek into that little part you know i was surprised he wasn't like i'm gonna have to call you back later for the same reason like, we haven't really seen much of them together in the house we're not seeing the kids as much like 
Robin is definitely at risk for hold on, becoming hold on, my, my doorbell just rang. Hold oh, that's on okay. <laughs> Sorry. I do think Robin is um, very much at risk for, I mean, it's almost like she's a friend of as is just the fact that we're not like yeah. being led into her personal life that much. It's mostly just her and her reactions to things. Yeah. I will say, I don't, I have a weird dynamic or relationship with Mia because I, some in some like ways I'm like, I don't love her at times, but she is maybe one of the only housewives out there that would ask Juan to his face. Tell me the story. Cause it doesn't make sense. Like everyone else is just going to talk behind his back. And she says it right to his face. And I give her a no, lot of credit. I have total respect for that. And she's, I, I agree. Say what you want about Mia. And I go, I am hot and cold on her as well, but I do think she's having a fairly good season. I think she's having her best personal season because she's, I think she's kind of finally recognizing that people were kind of seeing through this artifice that she had built up around herself. And she's being a little bit more honest this time. And yeah, she, she's like, okay, people want the tea people, people want it. And like these other women have too much um, sort of invested in Robin and Juan's relationship just because they've been all been friends for almost a decade, at least a decade now, honestly, some of them. And so nobody else is going to ask, you know, and, and, and everyone else, like, like Candace is not in a good place with them. Wendy, same thing. So Mia's sort of like that, that in that nice little sweet spot of like, she's friends with Giselle and Robin. She's good friends with them, but she's new friends with them. So she, she can, she can kind of play the naive card of, Oh, I don't really know. You know, well, yeah. I don't really know. Do you? So did you just you know? do it over the phone? Oh, you yeah. went there. You went yeah. there. Oh, oh. Maybe right. next exactly. time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She, you know, kudos to her for getting her, for getting Juan to be the most open on camera that he's been in, in a minute. I mean, I think that's, yeah. I, I don't say, I wouldn't say Juan enjoyed it. Um, but no, that was certainly maybe <laughs> like the most he was willing to like actually talk about how he felt a, in a situation uh, this whole season. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I'm assuming Juan will not be coming to the reunion yet again when they bring out the men. Um, I'd be shocked if he showed up. But that was a good feel, scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good scene. It does feel like how many more reunions is he going to be allowed to miss? Like, I do think Robin's got to be careful. Yeah. I also wonder if like, cause so for so long, like Potomac was like Jersey in that way that like the men were, they were part of the show. You yes. know, they were, if they weren't storylines, they were at all the events. And, but I feel like they've done probably like a, uh, they, they've, they've strayed away from that in a, in a real and I think concerted way. So I actually wonder if any of the men will be at, like, I don't really see why any of them really need to be at the reunion this year. It's not like Juan and Robin even really, again, I, I said this at some point, but like, I just really think that Juan did Robin a disservice this season because he put her in this position of having to answer for his behavior and try to provide an, an explanation for this story that leaked about him and this woman but then he didn't let her have the moment on the show because Robin could have been the queen of the castle on this show this season. If, if yes. Juan had given, had, you know, had the conversations, had been open about it, had owned up about it. She could have had the number one storyline, you know, in she terms should of have. It, yeah. yeah, she should have, she had it right there and they could have been honest about it, but he didn't let her play ball. And I think that, you know, he, now she's sort of, at, I think at risk of losing her job probably. And, I don't see why he needs to be at the reunion. I don't see why any of them need to be at reunion because it, again, it didn't end up being a big part of the season in my mind. Yeah. Which I kind of like, I think these women are strong on their own and they really Me do too. stand out. Um, and, and I have a little bit of like a bias. I guess I want to ask you, I keep hearing like people say like, they do not like the season of Potomac. I've actually really enjoyed it. I, mm. I don't know. I like, I think it's been light. It's been funny. I think we've seen moments of like drama. I think in this episode, they touched on some really heavy things in like a really beautiful way with the women supporting one another. 
thought, I thought this was the best episode of the season, to be honest, like the, the yeah. best one by far. I have not been enjoying this season. I think that um, there's too many blockages in the cast. And I think that we're kind of just retrotting the same things. And I think it's lost some of its humor a little bit. It's like very, like the whole neck of Wendy thing is that really I will say it's weird. Yeah, yeah, we got to let it go. I yeah, mean, so like, I thought this episode was re- this was what they do best. They had a fun couples moment. We talked about some of the tea, but we were also laughing with each other. And then there was a really powerful thing for the last half an hour of the sh- of the episode. And um, genuinely, so I, I this is my favorite episode. Um, so let's take a moment to talk about the self defense class. Um, oh my Gis- god, yes, Giselle's very lucky. She has Jason. He might need to be around a little bit more. Um, I love the idea of taking your daughter to a self-defense class totally. before she goes to college. I think it's like, I was like, why did no one ever do this? I will say though, my parents, I mean, granted, this was like 2004 when they're dropping me off to college, but I remember like driving, it was an hour and a half drive from St. Louis to Columbia, Missouri. And my dad tried to have the birds and the bees talk with me then. And I was like, no. oh, um, Rockwood school district <laughs> took care of this for you throughout like middle school. Like we're good. But, um, I'm like, maybe it's they should have so taught me funny. how to like protect myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been maybe nice. Yeah. I think yeah. My, my dad, my dad was just like, so like, what drink do you like? And he bought me a six pack of something. <laughs> that, was yeah. his, that was his <laughs> drop off moment. Right. Yeah. These like pivotal, <laughs> like, I think they like see these movies and it's like, I have to have this like, right. you know, really totally. deep conversation Send and off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't know, you have Midwest roots, don't you? Or you went to a Midwest? I went to Michigan. Okay, I'm I'm from the East Coast, but I I I, I know the mid I know the Midwest life. I would say you feel like you've got some Midwest to you, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I feel like that's like it's like they try to be these like parents of the year, but then it's like totally. But I don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, but I loved that. uh, It was so fun. Yeah, and I like seeing more of Grace. Totally. I think Giselle shines the most when she's around her daughters. Mm-hmm. I really do. I love the, I've always loved those scenes, whether they're funny or emotional or some kind of combo of both. Like they just have this amazing dynamic and, you know, Grace was giving her some, some SHIT and like, she you was like, it's okay. yeah, cause like, <laughs> she was giving her some shit and like, I just love that they have this banter, you know, but, but also I love that it also brings a Giselle to this place of like almost crying almost every time now because she's so emotional about one of her daughters not being. Yeah. There. I yeah. think I think there's certain women that you can tell when they're um filming with their kids that they're really good moms. And right. Giselle is one of them. I also I'm not necessarily a huge fan of hers, but I think Teresa is one too. That, that is very much involved in their lives. Um you can tell that they feel comfortable going to their moms to have conversations beyond just like a, I got an A on my test. And so I think that's really Nice to see. Um, and I agree. I think Giselle really shines with her daughters. Um, so then we get to a lunch between Candace and NECA, which I think NECA is trying to bring people over onto her side. It's pretty obvious. Um, I do feel like this whole drama, like whether it really happened or not, is it that big of a, I don't know, like, is it that big of a deal that someone was like praying on a shrine about you? I don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've seen like little bits and pieces online of like, oh, it's like such a big accusation to say somebody is like a witch or like, you know, doing a shrine or whatever. But I'm just sort of like, we don't have that backstory as viewers. And so to us, it just really feels just like really weird distinction. Like they clearly all knew each other. Like these families were connected in some, I don't know. I I don't think either side is really telling the truth completely. I agree. I like, I don't really believe either side. So I'm just really 
uninterested. Right. Yeah, so me I'm too. Just, I'm like, can we just like, if they spend a lot of time at this at the reunion, I'm going to be really Oh my annoyed. God. Yeah. It's also tough when it's like, we have this new, NECA is a totally new personality for us. And like the second episode where she's like in this conflict with Wendy and it's like, we know nothing about you. You yeah. know, all we know, we <laughs> yeah. don't know. I don't, I know nothing about her other than she's like a rich dad or something. You yeah. Know? Even that, like I kind of forget. I'm like, wait, why is she even in right. this? Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't think it's helping her. I think she thought maybe by like, having a drama like you know creating like some tension with somebody early on would like help propel her and it's really actually she's getting lost in it it's weighing her down yeah I agree. yeah um we talked a little bit though about the moment um the or the, the heavier moment in this episode i think sometimes i forget too like when all of them were like sharing that they were victims as well like how many just women in general and like you know for giselle she was talking about people she directly knows are victims um mm-hmm. of rape and sexual assault and um hearing some of the women talk about my god i just you forget like it's a sad fact how many people are victims of it yeah it's really it's so pervasive it's so sad and it's so it's such a thing that has such a stigma to to even admit or bring up in a in in a group setting like that much less on tv it's it's really brave it's really brave of these women to be talking about it so openly that's kind of what I, th- I mean, I was like, gosh, like for all of them to be talking about it. and Mia, who like you could tell wasn't sure if she mm-hmm. was ready or even wanted to share. Um, it was just it was a really emotional moment. And I think the women of Potomac, there's something about even when they're being petty and they're throwing shade at one another. I think, you know, the grand dame herself, Karen always says that there's a, a foundation of respect that they have for one another with all of them. And I think in these moments that really shines in other franchises don't necessarily have that um, kind of mutual respect for all the women on the cast. Yeah, there's there's a sisterhood, I think, in Potomac that is palpable. And I think that that's, I think that's what I have, have been frustrated for the previous part of the season is that I think that there's like some tears in that in that sisterhood. Um, but I but ultimately, like to me, that's what the show has defined. That's what has defined the show made it so special is that they can have these petty things and then come together over really important things. And this is a perfect example of that. Today's episode is sponsored by Mood. The best thing about Mood is that just as the name suggests, they have something to help you achieve whatever mood you're in. So if you're feeling social, uh, maybe you want to have more of a euphoric high or, you know, spice things up in the bedroom and have uh, more of an erotic feeling. They have the products for you. I personally enjoy more of the chill, relax vibe. I like to de-stress. I think it helps me at night to sort of sleep easier. Mood is known for their federally legal THC, and now they're adding their most potent product yet to their lineup. Introducing Hemp Bates THCA Flower, the future of legal THC. Try it along with all of Mood's other amazing products like gummies, vape cartridges, and more. And for a limited time, Mood is giving our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order by just visiting hellomood.com and use code REALMOMS. So for me, it's no secret. I love sleep. I am a, like many people, busy working mom. I have three kids. And um, if my Irish exits, uh, don't give it away. I am someone that when I'm tired, I'm ready to just get in bed, warm up with the covers. And that's why I really like the 
the relaxing, more soothing products in there, but they do have a great offering. My husband's enjoyed the social ones. Um, actually, uh, took it to watch, uh, the chiefs play and this last weekend. So depending on what mood you're in, you can find the right product for you. So I really like that it's tailored depending on the type of high that you'd like to get. There's different ways to enjoy it too. So however you want to take THC, mood has you covered. It's great for both beginners and veteran users. There's great tasting gummies, classic flour, convenient pre-rolls, and so much more. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. And for 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll, go to hellomood.com and use promo code REALMOMS. That's hellomood.com, code REALMOMS for 20% off your first order and a free THC pre-roll. Special thank you to Thrive Cosmetics. You guys have heard us talk about them before. I love their mascara that really lengthens your eyelashes and just comes right off. It's that tube mascara, so it comes off so easily. You don't have to use a lot of, you know, remover product to get it off. The other great thing about Thrive is that it is 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I personally have been noticing that the eye brightener is just a great way to give your eyes an instant lift. I have blue eyes and I think, you know, adding just a little bit of brightness around them can really make my blue eyes pop, especially in the winter where my fair skin um, is a little more fair. So I think this is just a great way to add a little bit more life and vibrance into my face and my look. And what's great about this too is Whether I'm going out for a date night or dinner with the girls, or I'm just, you know, going through the carpool lane and want to feel like I look a little bit more bright and a little more um, well-rested than I am, the Brilliant Eye Brightener does that for you. Another great thing about Thrive Cosmetics is for every product purchase, they will donate products and funds to help communities thrive. So you know that when you're buying from them, you're really giving back and it really helps you feel good about supporting a company that feels so strongly about supporting communities and organizations. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash real moms. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash real moms for 20% off your first uh, order. All right. So let's get into the drama, the craziness of Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, I, okay. I was let down by part one and I'm going to have to say I wasn't a huge fan of part two. I'm, I just think we need to just get into the reality Vontees. Yeah. I was listening to Andy Cohen's podcast. He has like this podcast where it's sort of like bits and pieces from his radio show every week. And okay. last week they were his co-host, John Arthur was like, yeah, was like, why didn't you guys lead with reality Von Tease, you know? And he was like, well, like all of this stuff sort of informs it. And I'm like, I agree with you and with John that it's sort of like, it's just this sort of like cloud that's hanging over everything. And it's, and it's inform. It's why they all can't even talk about these other issues without getting fired up because they're still so, I mean, they're rightfully still so mad at her about reality Von Tease. So it's sort of like, 
I think they should have flipped it and reversed it for the first time. I really do. I completely agree. And then like, even though like they, like we saw clips of the whole black eye thing, it's like, Oh, we're finally going to find out. No, we're going to wait till part three. I love when Mary's like, she should get to tell her side of the story. And Andy's like, well, she can't yet. We haven't gotten (laughs) to that. It's like, well, then why are we doing this? Yeah, I know. I, and I will say, I also can go a little hot and cold on Mary. I thought there were moments this season where she really was comedic (laughs) relief. I appreciate the women all recognizing that. Like they had an opportunity to be like, we didn't need you, but they're like, no, we did. And we're glad you came back. (laughs) But I felt like for this part of the reunion, I don't know if we really needed her other than I did find it kind of interesting. Um, And I don't want to say like enlightening, but like watching her talk about like, some of her issues with Whitney and Heather are rooted in the fact that they were Mormon and right. the whether people want to believe it or not, it seems like both Whitney and Heather were in agreement that, you know, the, the foundation of Mormonism is, is racist and it is um, not an inclusive welcoming um, religion at its core. And so Mary kind of takes some, obviously some issue with that and kind of feels like she'll never really be close with either of them because of that reason, more so Whitney, I like that they both agreed with it. Lisa was quick to be like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And they're like, no, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a really good moment. I thought I agree. I yeah. think that we haven't heard Mary talk about like bigger things like that, that much. Again, it's always kind of these like little petty comedic relief kind of asides. Um, I thought it was pretty ill-advised of Lisa to agree with, to, to, to disagree with, with what Mary was saying about it. Um, especially because it's pretty factual and I guess it's like, I guess the difference is that like Heather and Whitney are choosing to leave and Lisa or have left and Lisa kind of married into it. Right. So it's sort of like, she can't admit it because she's part of it still, um, I guess, but I thought that was I ill-advised. I think you can still like, so I'm Catholic and I've said on here, like I grew up Catholic. I'm still a practicing Catholic. I don't agree with right. 100% of it, you know, and yeah. there are going to be things that like, I I think surrogacy is fine. And I know the Pope has come out and say mm-hmm. it's not, although I do find that kind of hilarious that he's like, no, it's gay marriage is okay, but surrogacy isn't. Yeah. Like, what? Well, how are they having Please. kids? Yeah, make that make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's okay to like, say I'm a part of this, but I don't agree with 100% of it, you know, and I think yeah. she could have could have done I know, that. I, no, I, I'm not defending. I just think that that's probably yeah. what was going through her mind. But yeah, I totally, I totally agree. There, there's this fear. I it's I, what I'm sensing from this show over the past four years is like there's there's this sort of more there's a fear that's sort of at the base of Mormonism to like go against it at all, you know, yeah. and to criticize and guess, it at all. Yeah, probably yeah. easy for me to say this too. I'm not like living in Rome where maybe I feel a little more <laughs> pressure, you know, right, where it's right, like right, mecca right. of the religion. Right. Yeah, but um, I I did like the, the the Mary moment that I also liked was I thought it was hilarious that she came so hard for Angie K right off the bat. <laughs> but then when Monica was like, no, she's actually saying something nice to you. She's like, oh, the, the, the first person that Mary said that she liked was Angie K. Like two minutes yeah. later, like I was just like, <laughs> I guess this is why we love her. But I was just like, I'm so confused by her. <laughs> Vanessa's always like, Mary is an alien. Like you cannot convince me that she's a real human being. And I think when you like look Vanessa at it that way, that. you're like, oh, she's just an alien trying to figure this out. Right, right. I mean, I do. There is something about Angie that just triggers Mary. I don't know what it is. Cause she was I like, agree. hi, like they were in Palm Springs. She's like, do you want to sit with us and have lunch? Don't talk to me like that. It was like <laughs> the nicest invitation to include her in the meal. Um, I know. But I felt like other than that, I was like, oh, Mary, I don't know. I think she couldn't bring much to it because she was trying to be on Monica's side and we haven't gotten to hear Monica's side of the story yet. So it just felt like disjointed. Yeah. It's hard for her to be on. It's hard for me to sort of take 
put much weight into her being on Monica's side when like she wasn't even there for it. You know, she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't there for the pivotal moments of this. So it's kind of hard to like have to take anything she's saying about the situation seriously. I also am having a really hard time trying to figure out what is real and what is it that comes out of Monica's mouth. Like Same. I don't doubt that her mother was emotionally, verbally abusive. However, I think that Monica, maybe despite her best efforts, has morphed into her mother, who is a manipulator, little narcissistic tendencies are coming through. And so it's like when she's talking about things, I'm like, is this you trying to manipulate the audience? Did your mom really pray to be on the show? I don't know if I believe that. I believe her mom, the abandonment stuff, I believe that. I don't think she's making any of this up. But then we hear clips where like her and her mom are both talking about playing a role to make the like to make her more uh, relevant on the show. It's just hard. Like I I feel like that's why we need to go into like her side of the story to even try to like know if anything's real. I agree. It's like everything she says is the most extreme version of whatever happened or she interpreted happened. Even like the thing with the falling down the stairs at the Easter brunch. It was like <laughs> she fell down the stairs. We saw the footage like she she genuinely fell. But like, why is that a moment for her to like? sue angie and like you know it's like it's so extreme all the time and it's she's clearly an embellish at the very least she's an embellisher of stories and she's an embellisher of what happened like they were talking about the lawsuits and they were she was like i don't file lawsuits it's like well you actually did counter sue heather and (laughs) you know it's just these it's when she's lying or at least embellishing these about these little things it's hard to take the bigger stuff seriously yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know. Yeah, is this another little like white lie, exactly. or is that? Did her mom really do that? Um, I, one thing though, I like makes me think maybe there's more truth to it. Um, than what like what I'm wondering or even able to like you know process right mm-hmm. now is how quickly Whitney was like sympathetic with her as she was right. talking about her mom. That was, was like, interesting. Okay, Whitney's been through this and is like almost if I didn't know better, I would say was like a friend of Monica's in that moment. Yeah, no, that was a really, uh, that was an olive branch and so, an, yeah. an olive twig maybe. Yeah. But it was like, it was a moment where like, cause I think that we're all, a lot of us are operating under this assumption that like, you know, the, the, the bridge between them is too broken. The, 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 the divide is too big, but then you see a moment like that and you're like, Oh, maybe there is a window for relatability for, for somebody to, you know, bring Monica back in. I don't know, but like that was a really interesting moment because she leaned over Meredith and she made a point. Nobody asked her. She just sort of leaned over. So I thought that was really telling. Yeah, I thought it was like, and that she shared more about her own, you know, mm-hmm. relationships. She didn't have to bring up her parents. If she didn't, right. like it could have gone the whole reunion without it. It's obviously a lot of pain there. Um, So I thought that was really, I was like, oh, wow, like just showed a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. What do you think for the future of Salt Lake City? I mean, I go back and forth on should Monica come back? I think it could be great TV, but I also think it's a slippery slope if you let people that secretly run accounts come on the show. I know, I know. I It would be amazing TV, but I don't know if it would be amazing TV for very long. You know, and it's- like a it's, flash it's, in the pan. Yeah, yeah and it's- I don't know. I think that these core four on the this core four on the show have shown that they're capable of churning out mm-hmm. new dynamics, new whatever. Like it's not. Um, I don't think it has to. I don't think Monica's like the end all be all for Salt Lake City. I think I do think that like 
that finale was such a high that I think anything that comes after it will feel inevitably a little bit disappointing or not as exciting in comparison for them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to me, it's sort of like Monica sort of tore through this wall and I think they should try to build it back up personally, just for like the longevity of the show. <laughs> it yeah. just feels like it's like, okay, if if she does this and we if she lied about it the entire time and we bring her back, what does that mean for every other franchise? What does that mean for the, I, I, cause I feel like there's a trust broken, you know, I feel like if she broke this trust, all these women, but then if, if production brings her back, does, did the, do, do the other women lose trust in production? And that's a really dangerous thing I think for a show to do. I mean, they've been pretty vocal um, yeah. at BravoCon and in interviews that they will not film with her. So that, mm-hmm. I mean, I think makes it an interesting dynamic. It was very obvious at BravoCon. We didn't know, like, yeah. as fans, like, what had happened yet. But we, and then I think, you know, maybe like three weeks after he started hearing rumblings of like, well, Monica was the account DMing, mm-hmm. um, like this lawsuit, um, all the things. But I mean, even at BravoCon, the night of the Bravos, they sat Monica with the women because they sat at all the like cities together. And I mean, you could like they looked so mad that she was even sitting near them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that was just supposed to be at like a kind of press friendly event. Imagine when they're actually filming. I don't know. Yeah, no. And then like I was in the media room during BravoCon and all four, all the other women, all five other women uh, did the pre- or the four did the red carpet. The de- a different day at, at a different time. Monica did it solo, different day. So they didn't even want to be doing that together. Um, you know, it's, there was, yeah, there was clearly something going on and it's clearly a huge divide. And I was talking to a couple people and I was like, damn, like Monica is, again, say what you will, but Monica is great TV. Monica is, she was good at her job this season. You know, she, she delivered. Um, so I'm like, is there, like, who would be the person who would be the person that would be that bridge, you know? And a lot of people behind the scenes told me that they think that Meredith is sort of like the one that could potentially be it. Cause Mary, I don't think it's a big enough. She's not a full-time cast member. So I don't think that, right. that's enough for her, but apparently like people are hoping that it could be Meredith, but that's all that I got. So it, yeah. it feels kind of like a hopeless situation, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I and I don't dislike Monica necessarily, to be honest. Like I I find her really endearing and she's a little scary, but she makes me laugh and I she means a lot. I actually really liked her, especially early on. I appreciate I appreciate anyone that gets ahead of like things about their life that you might want to keep hidden and they're like, Nope, I'm putting it out here. I didn't totally. care I with my brother in law. Like I was just like, good for you to like yeah, the mugshot. Yeah. All yeah. That stuff. She just I don't think there's something about that. Like, somebody who's that like confident in themselves. They're like, yeah, I've made mistakes and I'm going to talk about it. Who hasn't made a mistake. I also found like when she bought the purse to fit in, I know Andy talked about it, but I was like, who hasn't felt that way? Like, I mean, totally. it's like high school. I was talking with someone. It's like high school never ends as much as we want to think it does. It's like, mm-hmm. and if that weren't true, then why is everyone buying Stanley's? Because yeah. somebody all of a sudden said Stanley's are cool. And then see, Hello. Look, <laughs> I'm, drinking I'm still right rocking now. my Yeti, but I'm no better. There it's like, go. I'm wearing like the Doc Martens and you're on stocks <laughs> now, you know, it's like, we're all the same. Right. So for but, you, it wasn't, so for you, it wasn't too relatable. Cause I think the knock on Monica at some point was like, it, it was almost, she was, it was too real coming for her. Like we watched these shows for the aspirational for you. It wasn't that. I think that there's a gotta be a good balance. I mean, right. I don't, 
I mean, I she agree. is kind of dancing into Casita level. But I think the <laughs> other thing is not Casita level. <laughs> I know. It's like, and I love Gina. She's so yeah. sweet. And I mean, I will say, maybe one of the nicest people. Like I just happened to be in an elevator with her and I just started talking with her and I almost forgot to take a selfie. She's like, do you want to get a photo? I'm like, yes. Oh my God. I almost forgot. She's just so sweet. But, um, I think like if you're that for a long period of time, people get sick with it because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't watch these shows to be relatable. But there's nothing we love more than like a good comeback story. And had this reality of aunties not happened and somehow now Monica starts a business, gets her own like, you know, comes out with a skincare line or something. And we see her really like create like generate wealth for herself and her family. Everyone would have like rallied behind her and loved her. It's just gonna be hard now after this whole That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about sort of that, what that next sort of stage of her like journey would have been. That would have been really cool to see. And I'm saying that in the past tense, like it's never going to happen. It could happen. I just uh, would be surprised if we saw that, but I would love to see that. I think it's really compelling. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's almost like it's a shame that that whole thing happened. It's almost too bad, like too, I feel like that Bravo found her because I do feel like there's something about her that like and this is going to sound shady. I don't mean for it to had like a TLC show found her where they're kind mm-hmm. of a little bit more okay with some of that stuff. Then like, right. I feel like she could have had a future of being on, totally, that, on a show totally. like that forever. Yeah. But it's just like with Bravo, it's a little different. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, they could put her on girls trip. They could put her on the traders. I'm like, totally. I would love to see that. But those are one offs, you know, and yeah. I think that Mo- Monica does have, I mean, even just, even though the stuff with her mom is so dark, that was some really interesting tv to watch you know like that dinner that dinner they had earlier in the season like that was great tv and um yeah i also think for someone who didn't like i haven't had a lot of experience with you know like that sort of like narcissistic abuse and a parent Mm. like that i mean we got a lot of dms because i posted something like i'm so confused why monica was even recording arguments with her mother I know. And someone was like, and then it was leaked. She didn't leak it. It was somebody else leaked it. But she, like people Tanisha. were DMing. Yeah, Tanisha said, thank you. People were DMing us saying like, no, like I've had to do this because when I go to therapy, I want to show my therapist what mm. I'm living with. And if you grew up that way, you might have been doing it for reasons to like protect yourself if you right. possibly want to get out. And it's like that to me, it's like that hit me so hard. I'm like, that's a totally different way of living and growing up. And I think- I don't know. Again, it's like, I just would love to have seen her come out on top. Um, And not, like you said, not saying it can't happen. I think it would have to be several seasons down the road and she's going to have to like grovel and kind of be okay with no one liking her for a couple seasons. And that's going to be hard to watch. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and I just, yeah, I think I just come back to like, I just, she, she is in so many ways, very honest person, very forthcoming, very take it or leave it kind of energy. But I just wish I felt like she was being more honest with us. And I so yeah. that's why I'm so interested in this third part of like, can she finally stop being so defensive about it? Could she own up to she's owned up to parts of it, but I don't think she's I think both her and Tanisha and all these people are telling their versions of what how that account was being run and sort of what reality was. And somewhere in there is the truth. And I just don't think we've really fully gotten it. And I just I this reunion is her chance to really do that. And I I'm just surprised about with the energy she's brought into this reunion, actually, because I think that if she was thinking again, I don't, I don't know how long-term Monica thinks, <laughs> but <laughs> I think she kind of just kind of goes with her instinct. But if she was thinking kind of strategically in terms of, okay, how can I secure this se- season six con- or season five contract? It's sort of like she should have come back into this reunion from the beginning 
having apologetic energy, having less of like this, because the fiery stuff is not going to attract them. It's not going to make them sympathetic to her, want to believe her, you know? So she's not really setting herself up for the forgiveness or sort of like the Cinderella story that I think a lot of people want from her. Yeah. I know if she would like, I don't know if she could have said like, I was an outsider looking in and it's like the Dean right. Humphreys thing. Like, you know, it exactly. could have been that and you could it have makes related. Sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does. But yeah, she did go about it in a different way. What do you think about the rumors that Heather Gay is the sixth person of uh, reality Von Tees? I don't know if I've seen that rumor. Can you explain? So like they said, she said something like there's six people that are running the account and apparently only five names have been released. And so it started mm. this comp- conspiracy theory that the sixth person is actually a current housewife and would have had to help bring her in knowing this. And so people are saying it's Heather because Heather was quick to pull her under her wing. And Heather was also the one who then got to uncover yeah. it and have this big iconic moment. You know, is it like, are they both winning and profiting off of this? I love a good conspiracy. My, theory. Yeah. I mean, that's a really great conspiracy theory. I feel like if that was true, Monica would have already told us that. Yeah. That's what I think. I, may, I feel like I'm it's wrong. a little bit of a stretch. It, this yeah, is, I, I, yeah. I do think there's some weirdness in like how how easily Heather has seemingly forgiven Tanisha and kind of still worked with her. And she's being kind of public. She's like commenting on her Instagram being like, so glad we're good kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's really uh, that deserves explanation, you know, from her. Yeah. But. So there's something there, but I don't know. If she, I don't believe the conspiracy that she was running the account. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, as much as I'd be like, wow, that could be like. Oh, yeah, that'd be iconic. A double I reveal. Mean, yeah, it would be amazing. But um, I don't think we're going to figure out about the black eye and have Heather tell us that she was running the account. Yeah, I think the black eye uh, was uh, her big re- her big reveal. Yeah. I'm And I'm curious to hear about it. I mean, I'm assuming. like, I don't think she full on punched her. I'm guessing like. She like they pushed her and she hit a mirror her. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't, but. That's um, what my guess is too. Yeah, we'll find. I think it was, and it was obviously alcohol induced. So I don't know if there was like an intent to harm, but that's what it obviously right. led to a pretty yeah. bad black eye. Yeah, and Jen Shaw's claim that like they would have had the footage, I think is kind of moot because it was, it was after hours, the camera yeah. in the, on the ceiling wasn't pointing at that direction. So like, it makes sense. They wouldn't have the footage, I well, think. And there's been times where we haven't had footage. I mean, we all exactly. learned about that Sprinter van. Come on, with Hills. Yeah, exactly. yeah, right. It's like they're not filming 24-7. This is yeah. not Winter House and Ultimate Girls Trip where it just that, runs yeah. on a loop for a short period of we, time. We don't, we don't have footage of Jen Shaw's actual arrest because she ran right. away. So like, <laughs> yes. sorry, like we, Jen, like that was a stupid point. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, good try. But we yeah, all, nice think, try. We all thought you did it anyway. Yeah. And, you know. It's, yes, be- let's not, let's stop posting Instagram stories from prison. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, who? Like her assistant. I'm like, how are you paying this assistant? You have mm-hmm. millions in I'd retribution. Love to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's like a Sonia. Maybe Morgan it's Coach or- Shaw. <laughs> I was wondering. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a whole other box of worms. Well, Gibson, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everyone you have an amazing podcast yourself. Tell everyone how they can find you and listen to you. Yes. So my podcast is called Gabbing with Gib. It's every Tuesday and Friday. We have interviews, Bravo discussion, all the things. So go subscribe wherever you're you're listening to this. And you can follow me at Gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A, all across social media. Well, thank you guys so much and make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. 
We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here's the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 you spend, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. Well, geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code REALMOMS right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.